Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at mygatewayfellowship.com. Parents, how many parents we have in the house? All right. <laughs> how many of you are speaking the possibilities into the lives of your children? Amen. Because how many of you know that if you don't speak into their lives, somebody out in the world will speak into their lives? And I just thank and praise God that our parents spoke into our lives. And it wasn't always easy. They didn't even have much, but we were happy. You know, there were a lot of smiles in those pictures you know, in spite of the situation. So speak into the lives of your children. I'm a firm believer of that. Um, So one of the things that I didn't talk about, I'm not a parent, and we tried to have children, but it, it wasn't the Lord's will for me. And you know, that could make a woman feel broken or less than or not good enough for, you know, whatever the words are that fit that. But how many of you know that the Lord can make you whole? Yes. And he, can, he will keep you whole. Yes. So to any sisters out there that are struggling with fertility or men as far as that go, because it takes two to tangle, <laughs> you know, just know that the Lord has his arms around you. And he loves you just the way you are. We're created in his image, which means we are perfect. I say that all the time. You are perfect just the way you are with your bangs and your shiny vest. You know, you're perfect just the way you are. So always remember that. Um, I just, and, and Kirk's, I talk about my husband Kirk a lot, but his mom, when he was a young boy, she spray painted Wait a minute, let me back up. How many people here know what an album is that you used to listen to music on? <laughs> All right. The young people, that's the, that was what we used to listen to before we had iPods and stuff. <laughs> it was a big black vinyl record with a hole in the middle. <laughs> anyway, my husband's mom spray painted an old record album, Gold, and put it on his bedroom wall. And she gave him a little... Um, old note, leather notebook to write all his songs in and to write just to write because she could see in him she could see the artist in him that he was a writer and um, he still has that book to this day and he's made records she said this book is going to represent you writing one day and this is where you're going to write your stories and this record is going to represent you making records one day and he's done that. He, he you know, so it, I believe that that is so, so important to support the children in, in, in that kind of way. And, um, and it's never too late for those of us who are not 25 anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm a living witness. Like Terry mentioned earlier, I did what my parents thought was best for me. We put our money together and I went to the university and I graduated with a bachelor's degree in business administration. And they said, you just need to go to school and try to get a good job. Whatever good job means. You know, I, I never quite figured out what a good job is. But that's what they used to tell us growing up. Just go to school and get a good job. 
So sounds like some other people have heard that too. So so if anybody can define a good job, let me know. Because <laughs> I have a lot of friends who still work in corporate out in Silicon Valley. They work for Google and they work for Apple and all that, and they're still miserable. So what are, where is that good job? So anyway, to make a long story medium, I remember... <laughs> I remember um, growing up, one of the things I used to do is I would sit in the mirror at the dresser and I would read the newspaper or a magazine and I would put myself in the stance like the news brought, the people did on, you know when you watch the news they just have this today and you know that look. And I would have the hairbrush, this was my mic. And I would put the stents on, and I would read, Yesterday in Washington, D.C., the president, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I didn't know any broadcasters. I didn't know any news people. I didn't know anybody on TV. But I was drawn to that. And it wasn't until I was preparing to come here is when the Holy Spirit took me back to that. And I remembered that I didn't just wake up eight or nine years ago and, and have a desire to speak and to perform and be on TV. It was there then. And I, and I was thinking back, this was before we moved to the project, so I had to be about fourth grade or younger because we moved to the projects. We moved up. <laughs> Woo! We moved up. We moved up, y'all. You know, moving on up. <laughs> We moved up from the Caddyshack to the projects when I was in fifth grade. And this was before the move. So that's how I remember that it was fourth grade or younger. So um, <laughs> it was, I just remembered that God had put, he had planted that seed in me all those years ago. But I did what, what I, the only thing I thought I could do. Because it wasn't, it, it wasn't even something that I thought was attainable. Like, you know what I mean? It was it was so far removed from me that I didn't even know to think that I could try to do it, if that makes sense. I didn't even know that I could, I didn't even think that I could try to ever be on TV. Because I didn't, I just, it was so far removed from me. And um, fast forward all these years, we had a lot of good success in Silicon Valley. And my husband's job transferred to Northern, um, Southern California. And he was still in the corporate world doing his thing. He was being groomed to be vice president of marketing for a high-tech company. And um, I just didn't want to go back to work. <laughs> Not because I'm lazy, but I just, I just didn't, it just wasn't my calling. It wasn't my thing. It wasn't a part of the gift that God had planted in me to do, to sit in a cubicle all day and, and try to talk other people through their issues. And I do it in a different way now. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, it's, just, it's amazing when you think back to how, I want each one of you to think back to what that thing is that God's planted in you. And, that, and think about that thing that you know God has put on your plate and that thing that you've, that's been brewing in here and that thing that's been stirring and every time you try to turn your back, it comes back up again. And it's just bubbling up inside of you like you're pregnant with it and you're, you, you need to have a C-section because it's in there and it's time for it to come out. I want you to all, amen, brother, out there in the hall. <laughs> He's 
out there going, yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I want you to think about that thing. I really want you to think about that thing right now. And, and, and get it off the back burner. I have some things like that in me right now. Even though I'm really enjoying seeing some of the things come into fruition right now that I'm doing and that I'm enjoying, there are still other things that I know that I know that I know I'm supposed to be doing. And I haven't done it yet. But so I'm talking to me too. So I just, I'm going to give you 15 seconds to think about that. Think about that thing. Okay. So. Now that that it's fresh on your mind, dust it off, do something with it, do something about it. Okay, this is kind of bold for church, but what are some things? I want you to talk back to me right now. Anybody that's brave enough right now to tell me what, what what that thing is for you. I'm struggling with the same thing that you're ta- very thing you're talking about. I left corporate America to be an actress for six years, but I had to go back to work because it was not supporting me. But I haven't done, I've done some things, but I haven't done nearly as much as you have. But to hear you on the radio and to speak what God said, that you, that, that it never give up and never stop what it is that God has planted and I could walk on, it feels like I could walk on water yeah. just because of the passion that I have in it. So I just want to, you know, that's why I'm here. Okay. We don't need to say nothing else. We can say the benediction right now and go home. And God's. And my mom is right there. She's a living witness to what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. We definitely need to exchange information so we can stay in touch and grow together. Amen. Because God didn't put that in you for nothing. Yes, you do. You want to come up here and preach now? No, no, you can- <laughs> come on. Amen. You know, I do all these professional things. I'm in, I'm, I work for a nonprofit, and so I'm a, you know, director. I'm a, I do all these business things that that is just natural to do, but. It's not what God created you to do. It's not your purpose. Amen. Amen. That's a living witness right there. Okay. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so the words he gave me on the plane had a purpose. <laughs> okay, all right then. That really touched me right here. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, I want to talk about... Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. He loves you just the way you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us right now in this room, Lord God. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for using me as a vessel, O God. I thank you, Lord, that you will touch and open every heart right here, Lord God. That you will open their hearts and you will open their spiritual minds, Lord, and their spiritual eyes to receive your blessings in their life. To receive every good thing that you've already prepared for them. That they would just push out all the garbage and all the darkness to make room for your blessings, O God. And we thank you, Lord, that your word says you will bless us more than we can even ask or think. We thank you for that right now, Lord God. We thank you for this special moment. We thank you for this moment in time, Lord God, where somebody will remember when they dusted off a dream and picked it up again, Lord God. And that person will remember to give you all glory and honor for helping their dreams to become a success, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you right now. Okay, I just, we had to acknowledge that moment. Amen. So, whew. I don't really like steps. When people speak and they say, five keys to success. Or four bullets to joy. (laughs) Or, you know. But, so I don't want to say steps. But there are these revelations that I feel the Holy Spirit gave to me to share with you on how to start living your dream. And the very first one, and I hope these ring true with some of you, because the the topic that uh, Nephew Terry told me for tonight is living your dream. And I just thought, how much more appropriate could it be that that topic fell on the night that I was to be here That is just so God-inspired and God-ordained to me. So um, these revelations that he gave me to share with you. Number one, define your dream. And I think we kind of just did that if you you participated. Um, What is your dream? What makes your heart dance? What makes you just all bubbly inside? What is that thing that you know... That when you think about it, when you write about it, you wake up at night with it on your mind. You write notes on your notepad on the, on the side of the bed about it. That thing, define that dream. Nobody else, you know, other people can live through your dream, but only you and God can do that dream and make it a reality and make it success. So define that thing because you got to have clarity, first of all, you know. Um, and while you're doing that, offer yourself as a living sacrifice to, you, to him to use as he desires. And that's in Romans chapter 12. Because you can be doing it, but doing it your own way and just doing it the way you think it's supposed to be done. But you really need to first offer yourself up to him and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Ron Canoli wrote a song a long time ago that says, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. So go about it in that, in, that, in that sense. Number two, expect the dream to be fulfilled. You know, if you have a dream, expect it to happen. Um, expectations, yes, my Jamaican sister. <laughs> um, I have a little plaque on my patio table outside that says, expect a miracle. And I do. And I, I feel like I'm living one because I never even imagined I'd be doing some of the things and going to some of the places I've been. To me, those have been miracles based on what you just saw in those pictures from where we came from. 
So um, I feel like that's that's been a miracle. Um, and and rely on Jeremiah twenty nine eleven through thirteen. I know you can quote that without who who just quoted somebody. <laughs> I know the plans I have for you. That one. Yes, plans to prosper you and give you hope. Yes, that one. Do you know? Believe in that stuff. Plans to give you hope and a future, and a future, a bright future. Doing whatever it is he has purposed in your heart to do. That's the, the the Lord's. You know, the Lord said that. Declares the Lord. He declared that. Number three. <laughs> dream sensibly. <laughs> and and the example he gave me for that is. Don't dream to be an NBA player if you're four feet three. That's the, that's the way he gave it to me. You know, so you can take it from there. Dream sensibly. Know your lane. Creflo Dollar used to say, stay in your lane. You know. And, oh, my, my thing just died. But let me see if I can get back to it. Why did that come? Satan, you're a lie in the name of Jesus. Okay. Four. Feed your dream. Okay? Study, practice, rehearse. Do whatever it is that you... You're an actress. Are you in an acting class? Are you, are you taking an improv class? Are you... What are you doing to move that dream forward? That's what that means. Feed your dream. You know, are you in an acting organization? Are you reaching out to other actors? And I'm just using that because you all heard what she just said. But that applies to every field, whatever your dream is. What are you doing with it? What are you doing about it? If you want to be a fashion designer, what have you sewn lately? What have you made? Have you shopped for fabric? You, you get the idea. Okay. Number five, dream often and dream big. (laughs) Amen. Are y'all feeling this or am I too long-winded right now? Okay. (laughs) How about this side of the room? Is it okay? Okay, this side of the room? Y'all, okay. All right, all right. Okay, dream big, dream often. How many of you saw The Help, that movie? Viola Davis, who starred in that is a friend of mine and she says dream big she said it a lot at the Oscars so I kind of took that from her but (laughs) but she took my hairstyle from me so we (laughs) so we're even um but she says dream big all the time so dream often and dream big and I mean think about that thing don't just think about it forget about it when we leave this room today think about it and, and do something with it, you know? Think about it a lot. Because how many of you know that the thing that you think about and spend your time doing is what you're going to be drawn to and you're going to do more of it? Thank you, sister in the back. I saw you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, and then lastly, and this is a big one, for, and you already kind of hit on it, stay away from dream stealers. Stay away from them. You know, you don't have to share your dream with everybody. Share your dream with the people who have your back. Don't, you don't even have to tell people. Like, they looked at me like I was crazy when I said I was leaving my corporate job and moving to L.A. They, they did. And I, I had a lot of turmoil about that. 
Doris, you remember me calling you saying, I really want to do this, but, you know, people think I'm crazy because we're doing so good and we got the house on the hill and that means I'm going to have to downsize because the money and entertainment is so uncertain. You don't have that that constant two-week paycheck and insurance and, and all that stuff that you get with a cushy, comfortable cubicle job. Oh, that sounded good. Cushy, comfortable cubicle job. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> but But it's... If it's in your heart, you you walk on faith. And we took the walk out on faith. And God has blessed that. We haven't had a day that we've gone hungry. We haven't missed the mortgage payment. God is good, you know. So 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 stay stay with that. And don't let so those are the those are the six revelations, but tied closely into that is don't let any little setback stop you. If you have a setback, just get back. <laughs> oh, I just made that up, Holy Spirit. <laughs> if you have a setback, just get back. All right, thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. And in an example, I I I want to share with you here too, and I think it's so apropos because we're in the capital, and I want to tell you if you don't already know this, one of the ex- a good example of a person who had some setbacks but kept going was one of our presidents, Abraham Lincoln. He was a great example of a Christian who kept going. And if you haven't read these stories, I wrote them down and I want to share it with you real quick. He knew what he wanted and he he knew who he was in Christ. So I always thought this is really interesting. In 1831, he started started a business and it failed. In 1832, he he ran for legislature, but he was defeated. In 1833, he ran... He, start, he tried to start a business again, and it failed. In 1836, he suffered a nervous breakdown. It was too much to bear. In 1837, he went for Speaker of the House, and he was defeated. So then um, he went in 1843, he said, I'm going to go for Congress, and he was defeated. And in 1848, he said, I'm going to try Congress again, and he was defeated. In 1854, he ran for Senate, and he was defeated. And then he said, okay, I'm going to move on. In 1856, he ran for vice president, and he lost. Then he tried again. He said, I'm going to try Senate again since I didn't get it back in in 1848. So in 1858, he ran for Senate again, and he was defeated. He lost. And in 1860, he was elected president. So, need I say more about don't give, it, don't give up? So, I'm a strong, strong, strong believer in that. And um, with that, I wish we had more time. Lord knows I do, but I don't. So, I think I've hit the high points. And on that note, we're going to close it out with another song that um, you're all familiar with. But it has the Kirk and Joni touch to it. So Kirk rearranged it. He comes from a rock background. I come from a black gospel background, and we merged the two. The Lord merged us together. So you can imagine what kind of stuff comes out of that. And this song was a result. So it's a common song we used to always hear when at the start of church. It's called Amazing Grace, and um, we're going to do it now. If you know it, sing along. Now, we did that one already. <laughs> We did There's Joy. We did that one already. <laughs> That's There's Joy. But um, it's, um, it's been so beautiful to be here with you guys. And I just hope that you heard something that inspires you and motivates you.
to go out and, and live the dream, do the thing that God has placed in your heart to do. And, um, and whatever you do, you know, we don't know where our journey is going to take us. But whatever you do, my new motto is always choose joy. Whatever you do, take the high road, always choose joy. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.